Hey friend, welcome to Charlotte Mason for All, where every country, culture, and community is welcome. Our mission is to bring Christ through the Charlotte Mason philosophy and methods to homes around the world, including yours. My name is Min Huang, and I'm your host, along with Mariana Mastracchio, Simone Moradi, and Erica Alicea. When I found Celeste's blog, Joy's Lessons, in the beginning of my homeschooling journey, I knew I had founded a kindred spirit and a mentor. I was taking baby steps towards learning how to implement Miss Mason's methods of education in my home, and I was so thankful for Celeste's help. She kindly answered many of my questions and has given me much insight on how to honor our Catholic faith in a Charlotte Mason education. I enjoy reading Celeste's blog and, I, and gleaning from her wisdom. She is the mama to 10 beautiful children, a regular speaker at Charlotte Mason conferences, and she's involved in many projects. She wrote a wonderful blog series on learning languages the Charlotte Mason way, and I'm thrilled to be talking to her about foreign languages today. We want to talk about foreign languages because it helps to live out the second commandment in loving our neighbors as ourselves. Charlotte Mason says about foreign language, it is the duty of the nation to maintain relations of brotherly kindness with other nations. Therefore, it is the duty of every family as an integral part of the nation to be able to hold brotherly speech with the families of other nations as opportunities arise. Therefore, to acquire the speech of neighboring nations is not only to secure an inlet of knowledge and a means of culture, but is a duty of higher morality, the morality of the family, which aims at universal brotherhood. Therefore, every family would do well to cultivate two languages besides the mother tongue, even in the nursery. Celeste, I'm so happy to have you here. I got used to seeing you in real life for two summers in a row. Yes, I know. Busy, right? Yeah. And I really miss talking to you last summer. Yes, uh, I, I hope that it will be not too much longer until we can meet again in person. Yes, I hope so too. Thank you for being here. Uh, so for to get started, can you tell us about yourself? Sure. Um, so my name is Celeste. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area in California. I was born and raised here, and now I live here with my husband. Mm -hmm. We have been married for 17 years. Mm -hmm. um, we met in college, and we got married uh, two weeks after I graduated. And we now have 10 children. Um, our oldest is 14. Mm -hmm. And our youngest is about to turn one in January. Mm -hmm. So this year I have um, seven formal students in forms one, two, and four. And then I have two little boys. Mm -hmm. They are four and three. And then I have our baby girl. Um, so it's a busy household this year. Um, in terms of our background, I, and this will come up later, because um, mm -hmm. we're talking about foreign language. Mm -hmm. I'm half Italian. My grandparents were born in a little village in central Italy, mm -hmm. and they actually moved to Venezuela, where they had my dad. He was born in Venezuela. Mm. And then they immigrated um, to America when he was eight. So all of them are trilingual. They speak oh, wow. Spanish and Italian and English. Actually, if you count their dialect, I guess that's four languages. Uh, they also have their dialect of Italian. Um, my mom's side, 
of the family has been longtime Americans. Um, so she kind of adopted uh, the Italian heritage <laughs> when they got <laughs> married. Um, and then my husband is Filipino. So mm -hmm. his parents moved here shortly after they got married and he was born here. Mm -hmm. um, so we have a, an interesting blend here. Um, we're also an adoptive family. Mm -hmm. One of our sons we adopted internationally. So anyway, we are blended in a variety of ways. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a very busy household. My husband works at home. I, of course, school at home. Um, so we're all here together, all 12 of us all day. <laughs> and it always creates a very interesting mix. I'm sure there was no dull moments around the Oh, home, yeah, right? no, <laughs> definitely you know, not. It's very interesting. I didn't know this, but my husband's family also, his dad, um, part, part of his siblings went to South America first. Yeah, really? I think it was, it was very common during that time for work yeah. purposes um, to find work and, you know, the economic downturn in Italy at that time and going and seeking other opportunities elsewhere in South yeah. America. So I, I didn't know we shared that as well. That's really interesting. No, I didn't know that either. <laughs> yeah. But at the time, I felt like it was just the perfect fit for us. So this was before blogs and, you know, <laughs> there were message boards and forums. Um, and so I really did like a deep dive of, I, I think a lot of us can relate when we first hear about um, homeschooling or about Charlotte Mason of just spending so much time researching and learning and trying to discern mm -hmm. if it's the right fit for us. It's, it feels like such a big decision. Mm -hmm. um, so I was in that process and I really felt like when I was looking at different methodologies that Charlotte Mason's philosophy was exactly what I had in mind. It jived with my goals for what mm -hmm. education is um, at that point I was teaching at the college level and I thought a lot about what I had seen in education and what I thought education ought to be mm -hmm. but then I think more importantly it really jived with the kind of life that I wanted mm -hmm. uh, for myself for the kids for just our family um, and then I really just never looked back so that was probably let's see this was before my children were born. So it was like 15 years ago. Oh, wow. And, you know, like so many moms, young, enthusiastic, um, <laughs> I really jumped into learning as much as I could while I had the time while I was waiting to school my own kids. Uh, sometimes awesome. not so patiently, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you did all the homework beforehand. I think that's amazing. <laughs> well, and, you know, and if I was to, like, if I was back in that time and fast forward to now mm -hmm. with all of these students, doing all of these subjects, it really is like a dream come true. Mm -hmm. And I think for so many of us who learn about Charlotte Mason early on, and we're just, you know, counting down the minutes until we can begin homeschooling ourselves. And then we're really in the thick of it. And it really is um, a life, you know, we, we start to see all these changes in the way that it affects not just what we do with our kids during school time, but really our family life in general. So I'm just so pleased with the Mason Method. I've never really wavered from it. I just love it so much. Oh, that's great. And I'm happy that, you know, through your um, research and, you know, your choice of doing this, uh, following this, this um, method of education, you also uh, started, you started writing a blog, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was, <laughs> it was like, it was probably almost, uh, maybe almost 10 years ago now. So it feels like ages ago. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it's one of my go-to resources. The, the blog is full of, full of goodness. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> very, yeah, very practical application too. Cause thinking, you know, when I 
uh, found your blog, I, I just had to learn everything at once, that feeling, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you find those resources, but I can think, I can, I, I mean, I cannot even imagine making that decision and not having, you know, I mean, we have the volumes, of course, but the online right. support that we have now. I know. And, you know, the forums that I was a part of or like email lists at the time mm -hmm. were really foundational for me because I felt like I was seeing into the homes of so many moms who were doing it, you know, at, at a daily level. And it was what motivated me to start the blog because I felt like all this while I had been reading these forums and emails mm -hmm. and getting all of this great wisdom from these moms and wanting to kind of share what I was learning too, because I felt like it really was a community online. I still feel like that, yeah. um, like on Instagram now and all of that, that there is this yeah. Charlotte Mason community that exists online. And when you're at home with just little kids, mm -hmm. um, I had like, you know, six kids under seven or something, right? And, you know, I wasn't getting out a lot and it was yeah. really a lifeline for me socially and mentally, educationally speaking, you know, to be able to hear from moms around the country who were doing this very thing and kind of trying to live out this life. Yeah, to share that, what we have in common, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, so since we mentioned your blog, back in 2013, I did my research and I, and I found the date you wrote that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I didn't like, realize it was so long ago. Yeah, you wrote this awesome blog series on Miss Mason's thoughts on foreign language. I remember when you wrote it was focused on the young elementary students. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, I cannot speak enough of this post. It's been oh. very helpful in my house. As I told you, I, I decided to teach my boys uh, my native language, Portuguese, as a foreign language. And, mm. and that series mm -hmm. of blog posts was extremely helpful for the implementation, right? Yeah. And I have shared this series widely with anybody who asks me, how do you do foreign <laughs> language? Read this. It's, you've got to do this. So how, tell us about this blog series that you wrote. Yeah. Um, so when I first began the blog, one of the things I was doing was a read through of volume one. It was, I think my first or maybe my second time reading the volume. And so each chapter I was kind of writing up narrations for myself of mm -hmm. th things that I thought were interesting. Mm -hmm. And I got to the chapter on French um, and it's focused on young children and this is from home education. Mm -hmm. And I was really intrigued. I had decided at that point that I wanted to do Italian with my kids. And I had a lot of reasons for that, that we can mm -hmm. talk about later, but um, because of that, there weren't a lot of resources available that were open and go. Um, so I was wanting to do that research and see what would a Mason program look like if you were having to build it from the ground up for mm -hmm. a language that you weren't actually fluent in, <laughs> which seemed like a really complicated um, thought. But um, I was very intrigued by what was described in that chapter in home education. It really mm -hmm. led me to do all kinds of reading in the parents review and to look at the books that she scheduled, the programs, what they were actually, like what chapters they were scheduling, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and I basically, as I, after I finished kind of a first round of research, I arranged that information into a series of blog posts. And so that's where it kind of originated. I had put together three different posts at that time. Mm -hmm. um, one was on the Guan series, and yeah. this is something that she talks about in home education uh, a lot. And the parents review mentions it too, although you know they move. She moved away from it in the programs onto other things, and so my second blog post really talked about the other things, what kinds of other activities. Yes, there was so great. many different things we 
one could do throughout the week, right? Yeah, for the lessons. There's really a lot of neat ideas in the parents review, you know, the French teachers would write in saying how they were organizing the work in their classroom. And I found just so many interesting thoughts, uh, picture narrations, doing copy work, um, the kinds of songs and games they were using, the kinds of books that they were using. All of that was really helpful for me when I was trying to then look at mm -hmm. what I would actually do with Italian. Um, and so in the third, post i tried to give some suggestions for like if you were designing your own your own course of study how might you kind of organize it what sort of resources could you pull mm -hmm. um, by giving the example of what i was sort of doing with italian and then a few years later i think this was probably a couple years ago i, I added a part four mm. which it just covered um using an online tutor Okay, yes, I remember that one. I was like, hey, yeah, um, oh, I didn't like, read that. Yes. No, I did. <laughs> and this was for conversational practice. And I found that that was something that I had started doing that I found extremely helpful to supplement what I was doing with my children mm -hmm. um, of just getting that kind of uh, weekly or biweekly conversation. And so I added how you would like, how would you select a tutor um, that would help you to, to meet Mason's goals. So the posts are really long and, and full, full of quotes and ideas. Um, so I won't go into too much detail, but I was going to just share a few key ideas mm -hmm. that I came away from after writing that series, I came away with an understanding of, and when I've spoken on this topic, mm -hmm. I've tried to focus on these key principles because they do cross form. So as my kids got older, these principles still held true. One of them was that Mason's method for foreign language is primarily oral mm -hmm. and aural. So you're, you're learning through speech and through hearing before you're doing anything with writing or grammatical work. Yeah. Um, and even in the older grades where they're working with a traditional grammar and they're doing exercises and conjugating verbs yes. and all, you know, all the normal stuff you did in your high school class, they were doing that in Mason schools too, but they never walked away from doing the listening to lectures, listening to stories, doing narration in the target language. Mm -hmm. And so it's really interesting, like she wanted to kind of maintain the fact that the students were always speaking, always listening, you know, using their mouth and using their ears mm -hmm. as that sort of primary way of getting at as close as you could to like a, a native, you know, like an immersive experience. Yeah, I find it you know, like with my own experience of leaving one country, coming here. Yeah. And of course I learned English. I had the opportunity to study English for years back in Brazil, but until I was immersed here. Right. You right. Know, the orally, like, right. Always listening. And I wonder like her, the students that she talks about and the excellence and how they learn. Right. They had to be constantly having these um, lessons where they were able to listen and then narrate. Right. Right, right. And we know how powerful a tool narration can be yes. and how it really draws on all of our compositional ability, mm -hmm. it, you know, to like think in the language and to say what you're thinking. It's hard in English, <laughs> um, but to build that facility in the foreign language, but she has different supports that they use for that and working mm -hmm. with pictures first and then moving on to stories with pictures and then on to just listening to stories and eventually graduating to 
listening to like lectures on mm -hmm. challenging topics and being able to narrate. Um, and so it's a progression, but that progression still has kind of its roots in this sort of oral and oral work yeah. um, in the classroom and, or with the mom. And that's actually one of the other principles that is true throughout the forms mm -hmm. is that it's a multifaceted approach. So mm -hmm. she never just draws on just do these chapters in the text mm -hmm. and that's all you know it's not like she's looking for that one perfect program yeah and then that's all you have to schedule and so i really think for, for us as moms i found that to be really helpful this idea that we have songs we have poems we have stories um and yes there's grammar work you know but it's always even in the high school they have a certain number of poems and stories that they're learning mm -hmm. their target language the whole, you know the whole way through so it's not like she puts those aside as like childish things and then you yeah. move on to grammar and you're done like it's really is this very living approach um mm -hmm. which i think it makes it really delightful and you really get a feel for um especially songs you know folk songs from the actual culture yes you no know, as yes. opposed to like american songs being <laughs> translated into italian yes, or whatever it's a whole different yeah you get a real feel for it right like you you kind of get a sense of what the country thinks is important about itself how does it describe itself um and what are like its own folk stories and all of that so i just think that is really beautiful and it's all the way through from form one all the way up and then also too that it really does draw on those distinctive mason methods that you see mm -hmm. across subjects like narration like visualization like living books you know those kinds of things that are true in history are true in the foreign language as well so there are these like things that I wish I could write a little bit more about <laughs> now that I've been teaching it, you know, across forms. Um, and I hopefully, I, I think of that at a future CMEC uh, summer retreat, if we ever are able to meet in person ever again, uh, but we will potentially cover foreign language because there are so many interesting things about what that progression looks like as students get older. But the blog post is, the blog series is, was my, best shot at describing what those foundational sort of beginning steps look like yeah no it's really like i said i could advertise that <laughs> because like you said it does i feel like it does uh go with my students so far yeah right? yeah Being very helpful but i you know we would all benefit for you know from that uh part that you plan to right eventually yeah <laughs> what to do when they're older but i think that that foundation is is so important yeah and helpful that i don't know like if an older student came to this method of education starting right. with that foundation right 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 yeah those methods would be the place to start i think no matter what the age of the student that they could begin there and it's a delightful beginning but it's mm -hmm. also uh has a living quality to it that really the student gets that really good feeling of progress yeah. that then moves them forward in their studies you know as and i you know the older student can move more quickly and they could start incorporating things like copy work earlier since they have the phonetics of their native language already yeah. things like that but in the end you know those really are the place to begin no matter what the age of your student yeah and i i really appreciate that in this matter of education that you know she it feels like she thought of everything <laughs> i know i know and it really is you know whenever there is an education based on principles mm. that the, then those principles can govern anything that we do and so you see that you know it's it's 
I don't know why it's surprising to me <laughs> when I see these things pop up and I'm like, oh, of course she does that in Italian because she does that in history and she does it in science and yeah. she does it in, for like, in uh, English language. And, you know, it's just funny. But of course it's true when you have these principles in play that it yeah. governs it all. It is true. I often catch myself saying, oh, just go back to the principles. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's true. Yeah, so, well, since we're talking about principles and, you know, Miss Mason never assigns something just because, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When the more we learn about her in, you know, the volumes that we read, you know, we, we always find out, oh, that's why that was done that way. So in volume two, she says that to acquire the speech of neighboring nations is not only to secure an inlet of knowledge and the means of culture, but it is a duty of that higher morality uh, which aims at universal brotherhood. So she has more into mm -hmm. foreign languages than just learning, right? So can mm -hmm. you let us know your thoughts about this moral duty mm -hmm. and perhaps encourage our friend who's listening who may think that it is too late to start learning a foreign mm -hmm. language. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of the principles here, I think mm -hmm. this idea of Masons is so beautiful and it's so consistent to her approach to all subjects. You know, when she says that education is a science of relations, mm. she really means, you know, education, knowledge about a thing only happens when we're forming a relationship with it, mm. right? So the goal of education is magnanimity, she says, right? Mm. So we educate our students so that they can be magnanimous, so they can have what she calls a generous soul. Mm. So I think in foreign language study, um, we have this chance through learning the language of a people to understand that people in a whole new way. Um, I don't know if you've seen these TED Talks. I was watching one um, a couple weeks ago and she was describing how language affects how we think about the world and vice versa. So mm -hmm. if you have a way of describing, you know, direction in one way versus another way, it's amazing how then you apply that to so many things in life that you don't realize. And so in that sense, if we learn the language of a people, we actually are getting a kind of a window into the mind of the people. Mm -hmm. And what does that allow us to build? Well, you know, if we have this moral duty, mm -hmm. it's number one, it's never too late. One of the parents review writers says, hold on, let me find it. Mm -hmm. um, he's, he says, the aim of foreign language study with regard to the average people should really be to prepare the mind carefully so that when the time comes for leaving school, it goes of its own accord to study what the foreign nation itself values as its best inheritance. Mm. And this voluntary study can only be expected when a real interest has been kindled. So mm. I, I, I find so much uh, motivation, or I find so much comfort in that, <laughs> because the idea is that what we're looking at is instilling the interest to pursue further study. Yeah. It's that setting up a relationship and kind of making an introduction to a culture that we're doing through studying the language itself. And, you know, Mason did feel that with her methods, students could and would go very quickly and far in their studies. And I think if we devote the time um, consistently, we're planning, we're implementing, we draw on outside sources that use Mason's methods, um, then this is possible for us. But success here doesn't have to be measured just by ability, but really relationship. Mm -hmm. So, it's not too late to make the first attempts. Um, any work that we do in this vein with Mason Spirit will ultimately help our children um, to look at the world in new ways, 
to encounter new ideas, to build relationships with new with uh, real people in the world, yeah. um, and ultimately to be more empathetic and to be more magnanimous. Yeah. And you know that's really what we're after. I, I think as parents, it's sometimes very hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a very brain stretching for me at times, but I feel that given that it is a moral duty, like it really is worth it. Any work that we do in this vein is worth it. And at the introductions that we make are important for our kids um, to have new ways of thinking about the world and about the people in it. Um, I don't know, you know, my dad, I always remember when we would go places that he would be able to talk to people. We're in California, so mm -hmm. there's a lot of Spanish speakers here. Yeah. And he would be able to go and just chat with people at the store in Spanish. And they would be so happy <laughs> to have someone come up with that, to them and talk to them. Like an unexpected, it was like an unexpected delight in their day, right? Like they would be trying to figure out, trying to find something in the store and the shopkeeper, you know, can't really help because they don't understand them. And then my dad would go up and, and be the bridge, right? Between the two people. And I always remember thinking like, what a powerful gift that he had in those moments, right? And it was just part of his growing up. Like he didn't actively pursue it, but yeah. it was a gift to the world. It's a gift to the world and it's a gift to our kids to be able to give them the ability to meet people where they're at um, in that way. It just is really, to me, I always have to kind of keep that front and center mm. on the days when it feels like, you know, it's a, you know, a lot of work maybe to be consistent with. Yeah, as if the lessons, right? Yeah, that, that yeah. is. It is amazing how she thought of that in, in, in really, you know, the logistics of the lesson, like you said, might be challenging sometimes, depending, you know, when we feel tempted to drop something. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And yeah, right, as I, right. yeah, as we all know that, that, that it, but really think of, like you said, the gift we're giving our children. Yeah. Um, it, it is really it is really worth it. And I, I'm blessed to be able to see that firsthand with my sons. Right. Right. And when, you know, it's not always as, as fluent, I think, as they wish it would be, but I tell them <laughs> it takes time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And have you ever met a person that cares that, you know, I mean, I know whenever I was in a, a foreign country and someone would come up and try to speak English to me if they saw that I was an American. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's very delightful. Like you would never think, oh, well, I wish that they could speak better or something yeah. like that, right? It really is. You can feel in that moment that there's like a connection there. There's like a relationship trying to be formed through the effort of the person to be part of your experience, like to reach yeah. out and try to get, you know, uh, into your mind and, and, and communicate <laughs> in a way that you'll understand, you know, it's like very beautiful thing. So I always think that like whatever we give our children in that vein, we, we, who knows what kind of fruit it will bear in their lives yes. as they go out into the world, you know, whatever mm -hmm. their, the God's plan is for them. Yes. That, and that is the other thing too, right? It's not yeah. our decision. Right. It, right. They deserve to have the broad feast and foreign right. languages has such a, I mean, all the subjects, right? But foreign Right. Languages. But it has a specific, its own specific role to play. Yes. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I am sure I'm taking a lot of notes here. <laughs> Can you share with us uh, what is the Lord speaking to your heart for the season of your homeschooling, which I think it's probably been very different from, you know, all the season you've been so far. I know, you know, it's actually, 
I feel like I've entered a new season of homeschooling mm -hmm. um, with my two oldest having started high school this year. Yeah, as well. well, first, you know, the years feel so much shorter, right? <laughs> like the farther <laughs> on you get, like they, people always tell you that and I'm like, oh, it's really true. Um, but and I also like look at my little ones in a different way. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you just see them with fresh eyes and have a different kind of appreciation. So a big part of my season that I'm in is learning how to parent older children. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the way that the Lord is teaching me right now is this idea, the wonderful thing about children, I think, and the wonderful thing about mothering is that children are always changing, right? Someone is mm -hmm. always entering a new stage. And just when you start to figure <laughs> things out, you know, they move on to something new. Yeah. Like there's just this perpetual <laughs> movement with kids. And, um, my personality is one that really likes to get into comfortable grooves and then just hone and perfect those grooves <laughs> until they're running super smoothly. And, you know, children uh, can counter that sometimes in really yeah. good ways. And I thought um, I would read this. I've been doing a lot of reading in the Parents Review this year mm -hmm. for the Mother's Education course that uh, we do at the CMEC. Mm -hmm. And there's this one article that we read. I wanted to read a quick quote from it yes, um, because this is something that has been on my mind since we read it um, a couple months ago. This is from the PNEU in the Home by Mrs. Roscoe. And she says something so beautiful here. She says, without perplexities, we cannot progress. And as our child grows, our perplexities increase. And with the growth of the capabilities of the mind of the child, the range of our interests, as exemplified by his, increases also. We share new and astonishing discoveries. We learn new ways and methods of spending our leisure moments together. And there still seems to be time for the ever-increasing number of interests which take so active a part of our lives. In Hebrew, the meaning of the word child is closely connected with the word, word builder. Mm. And it is a pleasing thought to me that the child helps to build up his parents' life. He brings to them new experiences, new thoughts, and thus causes them to enlarge their sphere of interests. I've really just been pondering that. I think that, you know, running on smooth grooves mm -hmm. is a worthwhile goal, but it's not the goal of the spiritual life. Yeah. Um, I think our goal is to stretch to be flexible um, to invite challenges um, as opportunities to grow more right rather than things to avoid um, i've always known this but i feel it even more with older kids that this idea that you know this expansive living i guess that <laughs> older students bring to the home um, and it's been it comes with new challenges but it also comes with this these new spheres of interest and just trying to accept those, relish them, cherish them, uh, <laughs> rise to the challenge that they bring. All of that is really so good for us as persons and for me personally as a person. They keep you accountable that you don't right? stop growing. As well that's as exactly right. Yes, that's exactly right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm very, you know, it's just been very um, wonderful to uh, see, you know, through your blog, they, yeah. their growth right because yeah, yeah. it's like oh my goodness they're already in high school and 
you know, when I found the blog, it wasn't, what was it like? I know, they, I started the blog when they were in, I think they had just started year one. So it yeah. really is, has grown up with them uh, in a lot of ways, right? Yeah, it's a good, uh, it's a good way to, to do their, like uh, the keeping, right? The keeping yeah. of, um, that they can yeah. look back when they're like, oh, you know, that was cool. <laughs> that's right, that's right. I, I, so many times I try to remember things that we did and I just check my blog instead. <laughs> because it's like my brain, you know, in, oh, in certain ways. <laughs> you have quite, you know, two handfuls to keep track of. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It is helpful. Celeste, tell us where can we find you and support you? Yeah, okay. So my blog, uh, obviously we've mentioned it. It's called Joyous Lessons, mm -hmm. and that is at joyouslessons.blogspot.com. I am also on Instagram, mm -hmm. uh, Celeste underscore Cruz. And there I just kind of give peeks at our homeschool and our life. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other place you can find me is at the CMEC, that's um, the Charlotte Mason Educational Center. Mm -hmm. And that is the CMEC.org. And it is a nonprofit group of parents and teachers um, and a membership community of curriculum and support uh, webinars mother's education course and that sort of thing. So mm -hmm. it's where I put a lot of my energy <laughs> these days. Yes. Uh, and I really love the work that I do there and um, the families that are part of it. Oh, I'm sure it's a blessing for many, for all the families that are there. Okay. And, uh, and like we said, I do hope that the CMC conference comes back, hopefully next yes. summer. <laughs> hopefully next summer, that would be great. All right. So, to close our time together, I would like to ask you some rapid fire questions. Uh, okay. Are you ready? <laughs> I, I think so. <laughs> All right. Which book is on the top of your reading pile? Um, I have a book called The Intellectual Life uh, on my bedside table. It's actually a reread, but I sort of challenged myself to reread it this winter. So that's the one I'm working I, through. I need to know your secret to reread books. because. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm not, I don't reread that much fiction. But okay. nonfiction, uh, I feel like sometimes I have different things that I'm reading for the first time. And it's like Mason's volumes, mm -hmm. right? Like you read it yeah. once and then the second time you're like, oh, I didn't even notice yeah. that quote. I don't always feel that way about fiction, but I do about nonfiction. Yeah, well, that's true. There is a good point over there. <laughs> uh, at what age do you want to retire? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, it really depends what retirement means. My husband and I talk about this all the time. <laughs> but I kind of feel like, okay, I just had a baby um, a year ago. So I've got at least, you know, 20 more years of parenting slash homeschooling, you know, hands on. And then I think at that point, I can never imagine retiring from the educational world. Like I just love thinking about learning um and so that i think will always be like a, pe a sort of <laughs> right. side passion of mine <laughs> i hope you do not retire from that, that job from homeschooling your children okay you 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 were your time <laughs> maybe the grandchildren will be like it'll be just right on the heels of, of the children leaving the house you know <laughs> yeah um what's your favorite family meal well my favorite family meal is definitely pasta with sausage and peppers mm, my husband's favorite yeah oh i grew up with that i still make it for my kids i love it delicious how long does it take you to get ready oh in the morning yes well to actually get ready it takes about 
10 minutes. I'm, wow. I'm pretty quick, but <laughs> getting ready for me in the morning involves that I really have to have a cup of coffee before I talk, you know, very um, seriously with anybody. So if you count that as well, it's more like a half an hour. <laughs> Still pretty good. <laughs> All right. This is our last question. If you could ask Miss Mason one question, what would it be? Okay. I've been asked this before. <laughs> every, I feel like every time I have something different that I would ask because it's, it's usually whatever project I'm working on at yes. the time, I have some like niggling question. For example, I'm right now I'm studying um, art instruction in the PNEU to, and I'm putting together something for the CMEC. And so I have this question of why did they schedule the Fezzolay Club papers the years that they did and then move on to scheduling these other couple books and I just can't quite figure out what the idea was uh, and that would be the one the thing that would like first come to mind if I were to run into her at the store <laughs> tomorrow I would be like I, so I have to know what is the meaning behind this program so I'm, I'm kind of a, a that's kind of a nerdy answer, but it would be the thing that would come to mind. <laughs> oh, I hope you do find the answer, though. <laughs> I know. I think if I stare at it long enough, it'll, it'll work. Work. Also, Leslie, I'm just so happy that I had this opportunity to talk to you and catch up a little bit and also uh, share with our listener that about, you know, the importance of foreign languages and all the encouragement you share here. I'm very thankful for it. Well, I'm glad, and I hope people feel encouraged to take on this important subject in their homeschool. It's something that's brought us a lot of joy. Yeah. Hey friends, what a wonderful conversation between Mariana and Celeste. It was delightful. And we are preparing something special coming up. It's going to be Mother's Education. Get ready for that. We are very excited. While we wait, may God bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye.